bang energy with a little scotch. This is like the, you make uh, Ron Burgundy proud. This is just um, scotch. This is the poor man's uh, four loco. Did you, ever, did, you, did you ever drink that stuff? No, I never drank the four locos. I remember. Mm, good. I remember being in the car with uh, one of my buddies who's a police officer. Girl next to us was drinking a four loco, and I was like, "Hey, let me see your badge. Let me see your badge." I take the badge and I hold it up to the window and just wag my finger. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's just bad for you. Very bad. For I know. You. I try to stay away from those. Who wants to go first? Do you want to talk? Go about for it. it. Okay. So I'm David Dole. Um, let's do a little relationship intro me and bj went to high school together we played football together in high school and i played a little bit of college football um with him at junior college um so that's how we know each other and we've just been best friends for a long time um i i'm from southern california born and raised um i'm half samoan uh my dad my dad's side's Samoan. My mom's side's just generic white. Um, I work currently. Generic? <laughs> generic like the white. Wonder Bread generic of uh, Caucasian? Yeah. I, I work in marketing for the action sports industry. Um, I've done graphic design. I've done apparel design. I've done um, production art for the past two years. And... Uh, yeah, that's what I do. So I'm a creative. I went to Cal State Long Beach, studied um, art. I couldn't pick something specific enough to study. So I got a general studio art degree, which is kind of the slapdick of art degrees. <laughs> so it suits me. I remember sitting with my counselor and her telling me that um, I remember telling her, I was like, hey, I'm just interested in like too many things. I can't pick one thing. I was like, I want to, I just want to learn a lot about everything. And she's like, yeah, well, that's not going to serve you in the long run. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think it'll be fine. And then I graduated and started my career and I was like, she's right. So, um, but it's fun. It's entertaining being creative and being in the action sports lifestyle industry is pretty fun. Um, it's a fun industry to work in. So I think. I mean, there's a lot more about my past that I'm sure we can talk about in more in-depth episodes. Um, just wanted to give a feel of who we are as individuals, what we're doing currently, and um, why you should listen to us. I'm sure I'll talk a lot about, I'm a white belt, maybe soon to be blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, so there'll be a lot of MMA and jiu-jitsu talking probably in here um there might be some art stuff from my side there might be there's definitely gonna be some current events on both of our sides because that's just something we want to do um and i think more than anything on my part i just want to have fun just want to do something honestly just want to do something that you know we're spending time together just not being dads not being responsible just sitting down and having a Having a chat, having a good Are you time. trying to tell me that locking ourselves in a room for an hour, not being disturbed, is something that should be looked forward to? It's a little selfish, and you don't get to be selfish when you're a dad. Like, 
What is that? A fighter jet? Yeah, you don't get to be selfish when you're a dad because, uh, you know, you come second to everybody. But so I think that's good for my intro. Um, like I said, we'll talk more about my past. I've got a little bit of a weird, interesting past. Um, but I think everybody does. But yeah, that's it for me. Um, you want to talk about you? Yeah. Um, so I'm BJ. That's more than enough. You know, you uh, got a name like BJ. Make it to be 35 years old. I'm going to go ahead and consider you've made it in the world. Um, born in West Virginia. Moved out to California for late elementary school and middle school. Real culture shock coming to uh, Southern California out of West Virginia. But uh, it's been awesome. I love it out here. Went to high school out here. That's where I met uh, Dole playing football in high school. That's what people call me. That's what I call them. But, uh, you know, coming out from, uh, like I said, culture shock coming out from West Virginia. Played football, and really that was like the only thing I ever focused on. Uh, high school, college, all I ever focused on was playing football. Got super lucky, got to play football in college for the best conference in the country, the SEC. Please debate that with me if you would like, because you're wrong if you think any other conference is better. Um, I had an awesome time playing football, uh, and then it stopped, and nobody was telling me where to go and what to do, and I had to get a JLB, and that was a huge uh, reality check for me. And I uh, ended up becoming a teacher. It's what I do now. I teach, I coach. Um, it's awesome. I definitely have a character that I play in the classroom <laughs> that is non-confrontational and quiet and very polite for the most part. Um, but that's what has to happen. Uh, the character that I am here is probably going to be a little bit more of the real me, uh, a little bit more off the cuff with the things I think and the things that I say, and be more than willing to share those off the cuff ideas because I've been having off-the-cuff conversations with this guy for 20 years. So we might as well just uh, record them and enjoy them so that when I start looking back in my old age, he'll be able to hold me accountable for all the shenanigans that I've uh, come up with over the days. Okay, let's talk about the reality of what just happened. All right, so this podcast right now, it is... The end of December 2019. Okay. <laughs> and we have just gone through Christmas with children. Mm-hmm. Fun note the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, which is, you know, one of the most uh, popular podcasts. I've never heard of it. What is that? Okay. So he knows what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is, but the Joe Rogan um, Experience podcast, their first episode was on, um, was the day before Christmas. The day before? Yeah. So it's still I th- exciting. I think it's a good time. The holidays are a good time to do something like this because number one, you got time off. Number two, you're already in the mode of being like lazy and relaxed. So I think recording yourself in the Oh world. no, I'm stressed and irritated. That's oh. what the holidays do to me. <laughs> okay, well I was the opposite. So I'm I'm rested and relaxed most of the time. Mm. Okay. The holidays stress me right. out. Well now I understand. The uh, so 
how was it? How was uh, how was the whole presence with the kids? Mine was good. How was yours? Oh, that was exceptional. Thanks for that. That's a really great answer. Yeah. And no, good stories out of it. Mine was, um, it was intense. No, you're right. It was intense. There was a lot going on. Um, we hosted both Christmas Eve and we, we hosted my wife's family for Christmas uh, day. We hosted my family Christmas Eve. And um, I was sick both days. So, and like we've already kind of mentioned, you know, dad, dad job is do, do everything, dad. So I was just sucking up and trying to get everything done. And it was, yeah, it was exhausting. But at the same time, you know, it was, it was awesome. Me and Melissa always talk about how, um, like our differences in the way that we see like holidays going. And she wants like a really well manicured, maybe even like, you know, vacation holiday at some resort or something like that. And I'm like, no, no, no. I grew up with my dad and his family and all of my family at the house. And when you're a kid, you don't know really what's going on with all the wild shit. But everybody there that's your family is like, I love you. I love you. And so we, I wanted that. Like, that's that's the thing I wanted for, for Meredith was Meredith's my daughter. She's going to be two in January. And this is probably the first. Actually, I mean, I don't even know if she'll remember it, but. This is definitely the first Christmas where she's like really interactive for it. And I was just glad that everybody was around because it's exactly what I remember it to be. All that family around, they're just obsessed with your children and the kid, the kids love it. They like to, you know, there's just poppy, pop, pop, grandma, grandpa, auntie, uncle, you know, it's constant and it's a great time for them. So that part of it, I was really pleased with. Um, the presents thing, you know, sometimes it's hard to budget correctly. So for me this year, like we were kind of tight on, on presents, but my family and her, my wife's family, you know, they made up for whatever we weren't, weren't doing. So, and we got new, we got our Disney passes renewed, which is huge. No kidding. My mom bought it, re renewed our Disney passes for another year. And that's huge when you have an under two-year-old because they're free. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or an yeah. under, excuse me, under three-year-old. Once they hit three, they're free. So all you have to pay for is the parents. And also before three is when these kids just, I mean, our daughter just loves it. She can't, you know. No, I got one that's seven and I'm like, hold on, I'm going to wrap in this blanket and carry you in. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk. We're going to try to tell them that you're three. Yeah. She's so playing on an iPhone. Doing playing Snapchat, waiting in line. I'm like, no, she's only three. It's cool. Well, that's just called, uh, you know, um, resourcefulness. But yeah, you remember that? You remember that when you were a kid, when you would go places, and, and your your mom and dad would be like, "Hey, you're only uh, you're only nine. Like, no way, man. I'm 14. No, you're nine. You're nine. And I don't then, remember if my parents ever did that. Oh man, I remember my mom, mom doing was, that. My mom was uncomfortably honest sometimes. But I don't ever remember her like trying to scheme like that. She always just tried to talk people into shit. Well, that'll work. Like she was like, my mom is like, it's like being raised by a car salesman. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. Like she says all the right things. Yeah. And the deal is never the deal. No, the deal is that's not the deal. That's not the deal. So, so I gotta, I gotta explain a couple things about the old Christmas holiday this year. I buy my kids too much stuff. Like, I'll go ahead and say okay. that up front. Like, they get too much stuff. They don't even appreciate half the stuff they get. Um, but that's okay because I want them to have all the stuff that they want within reason. Hmm. So one of the things that 
Yeah, Santa to bring. What are these things called? The LOL surprise. Have you ever heard of these? Mm-mm. You're just a little young. Mm-mm. So basically, it's the most... I think it's developed by eco-terrorists uh, as a scheme to pollute the landfills and the oceans because there are about 9,000 pieces of plastic trash that come with these things. Jesus. So you get this little ball that's wrapped in like two layers of plastic. And then once you peel the layers of plastic off, you open up the plastic ball. And inside, what they have is they have this little magnifying glass and another piece of plastic. So and you read just like opening it. You just open it. That's the whole thing. You open it nonstop. But then once you've opened it all these times, you get like this little figure. And the figure has all these little accessories mm-hmm. that are inside of the ball that you are opening, creating all this trash and whatnot. But couple things about it one it's more trash than any toy should ever produce it's ridiculous how much trash we kill like i can't get a straw because we're going to kill sea turtles with a straw i'm pretty sure we killed 900 orca with all the trash from these lol surprise but on top of that what they have is it's a great marketing thing like if i was going to invent a toy this is the toy i would want to invent because remember like when you were a kid like, it was the Ninja Turtles for me, the Ninja okay. Turtle figurines. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got to have this one. I got to have the Michelangelo with the special nunchuck that moves. Like, I had to have that one. Yeah. And if I saw the other one in the store, that's not the one I wanted. Right. I want the special one. Yeah, yeah. LOL. Surprise. You get whichever ones we had stockpile of and we sent them to the store. You don't get to choose. That's the thing nowadays. I don't like There's that. There's a lot of gifts like that. There's a lot of toys... Uh, like there's like these plush toys they sell in like little packages at Disneyland and they're plush like like stuffed animal type things and they're shapes of different stuff but that's exactly they hang them on they hang them on the sales rack in like a foil package that you can't see through and they're just like collect them all but you have to buy them you don't even at, know what you're exactly. getting exactly it's kind of like that's like getting in the prize at McDonald's was that how they sold pokemon too i don't remember but it's basically like, you Listen, know what it is? I, I know, never bought a Pokemon. I know, but, so you know what it is though? Do you ever buy any kind of trading cards? Yeah. That's what it is. It's the same scheme. You don't know what's in the pack. But, but you, you only get one. Yeah, that's what's shitty. <laughs> you get a. Uh, you don't get a pack of cards. You get a <laughs> card. Yeah. yeah, so that's the scheme. Think about how much money they're making. That's, all of it. They make all of the yes, money. That's all the money right there. But it was, I mean, it's pretty impressive. Ca- yeah. The, the way they're able to do that. And how do you... Like, I don't have TV in my house. Well, I don't have cable. How do my kids even know LOL Surprise exists? Well, the internet, I guess. I guess. All these other little kids out there bringing the the gospel of eco-terrorism to, uh, to my kids. It's pretty <laughs> ridiculous, though. But then, so my daughters, they're like, oh, daddy, we want you to play LOL with us. We want you to play with the LOLs. And so I'm in there playing with LOLs and... Wait, I'm confused. They're is, like little dolls. Little but is, that, is dolls. there a cartoon associated? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know enough about it. Well, you got to get to this. This is a good part. Okay. So, the LOLs, I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of neat. And they're like, oh, that one's a boy. And I go, how can you tell? And they go, he's got balls. What? Yeah. <laughs> wait. The boys have like these little balls. Get the fuck. No. True story. Wait, 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 wait. The toy. The toy. Has the- genitals? Well, he's got little balls. In between his legs? Yeah. Nuh-uh. True story. That's so weird. Wait, how's that, like, not... I don't know. It's 2019. I didn't assume he was a boy. 
They just told me he That's was a the boy. other thing. Like, and how, then they told me it's because he had balls. It, isn't it very uncomfortable for children these days to gender things? I thought they would be like, oh, we don't gender those no individuals. Like, maybe older kids, but when they're five and seven, they're they like, that, that one's a boy. It has balls. We don't live in San Francisco, so they haven't hit that yet. I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty reasonable as far as my acceptingness of things goes, but yeah. I just thought I thought it was more funny than anything that the little boy had balls and the girls don't. That's and, and my girls were able to figure it out. That's so odd. Barbie? That's so weird. I'm gonna have to look that Ken up. Ken didn't have balls. I'm gonna have to look that up. How big would G.I. Joe's balls have been? Huge. Yeah. The biggest. He's a real American hero. <laughs> well, he'd just slap his balls out and be like, well, the more you know. <laughs> Dude, Weird I gotta, though. I gotta Google that right now. Yeah. LOL surprise. Wait, so they got Lolo toys? Is that it? No, it's LOL. Okay, LOL. LOL surprise. Okay. He's got balls. <laughs> oh shit! What? What the hell is dot M G A E? I don't even know what. Country. I don't know. I don't know. This is incredible stuff, though. Oh my god. Quizzes and apps, collectibles. What the fuck? Just Google LOL balls. I bet something shows up. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Collect. Disco queen. I only see girls. No, oh, there's oh, DA Fresh. DA Fresh must be a boy, right? Yeah. Wait. So, <laughs> am I going to have to Google naked pic- naked LOL dolls? Easy. You don't type in naked. You <laughs> type LOL balls and see what shows up. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah, that's why I don't use a work computer to do these things. This is is my own computer. Surprise. Balls. It's probably going to be like, did you mean dolls? No, why do these toys have balls? Boy. Okay, here's a picture. Yeah, this is that DA dude. Yeah, look. Oh my God. He's got a wiener and balls. He's got a little nub and a sack. A little nubbins. Dude, that is inappropriate. Why? Um, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You don't know why it's in, it is what it is. It's like that judge says. How off, How awesome is it that like the company? What's was pornog- like? Eh, what's, this is a boy. What's pornography? I can't tell you what it is, but I know when I see it. <laughs> yeah, and I can't go. tell you what's wrong with seeing that on that individual doll, but well, I can wrong. tell you when it's just I see it. Kind of funny. It. I just thought it was. I thought it was entertaining. It's just odd. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, by the way, look at the price. We're on eBay. $45 for one of these dolls, I think that's probably a rare find or something. Underwraps. Underwraps scribbles. I paid $100 for a LOL surprise. Wait, what? I missed motor that part. Home. That was a, I got the motorhome oh, with all okay. the things. Wait, so how much is the individual dolls? I don't know. Wait, you said, oh. I don't know. You just bought them. I just buy them. That's, yeah, you're like me. Melissa gets really mad at me because I'll... I just buy things and then I come home with things and she's like, how much was that? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. She's like, you didn't, you didn't look at the price. I was like, uh-uh. oh, it's in the cloud somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't look at the price. I'll figure it out. I figured if, if it was too much, my card wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. met her about that now though. So I just think that, uh, I don't know. That's just kind of part of the, the shenanigans. Oh, oh, this was good though. So when Santa came to the house, Santa wrapped the room that the tree was in. He wrapped the sunroom. So like there's like a 10 foot by, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's not a seven so foot wrapped opening. The, wrapped the inside like of the room. Wrapped the room from the outside. 
from the so outside. Like, so the kids had to like break through the paper like they're right. running through the homecoming banner at a football game, from right? From the outside of the house. From the outside. No, no, from the inside oh, going from, into the room. Oh, okay, got it, got it. And so... Oh, through that like that little um, yeah, and that so archway. I've okay. got a video and I'll put it up on our Instagram. And what it is, is uh, my youngest, she runs through it towards the middle of the room. And my oldest runs through the banner towards the side where the freaking furniture's at. Oh. She gets stopped dead in her tracks by the side chair. Just boom. Oh, Santa did her dirty right there. But it was uh, a stinger. Oh, she was she was looking at me. She's like, why are you laughing? A little couch stinger. You just got blown up by an armchair, babe. (laughs) Can't help but laugh at that one. Oh man. It was super funny though. That's that's so sad. But then it's like funny. Like I love the decorating part. The day after Thanksgiving, I decorate for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm dialed in. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm like a little Clark Griswold wannabe. Yeah. yeah and then to. Christmas Day, I'm over it. Wait, you take everything down Christmas Day? It was raining or else I would have. Okay. See, ours is still up. Ours is we keep ours sold. We do the first. No. Usually. I'm but over it. but we actually decided I think I'm gonna take them down tomorrow. So a little there bit you go. early. Christmas is over. I don't want to yeah. think about all the good stuff that happened. I don't want to yeah. think about all the prime rib that I ate and all the cookies that I ate and all the nasty, gnarly sugar that I ate. Yeah. And I just wanted to close the door and have a vegetable. Yeah. You know what annoys me is that they keep the Christmas music going through New Year's on like Coast 105, 103.5. Really? Yeah. They keep it going through the New Year. And that bothers me because it's not – Christmas isn't – that's the other thing a lot of people think that christmas is through new year like they'll keep celebrating through the first like it's still like the holiday and it's like this isn't uh -uh. like you just have the extra time off but christmas is over this is just like regular fun days now people do that with birthdays though too this is my birthday Mm -hmm. week that's kind of a rule for melissa melissa always says that my month the month is my birthday the month Uh uh-huh like you can buy me you can get me anything or do anything for me the whole month and i'll consider it for my birthday Oh no. Yeah. I feel like I was getting cheated. I would want one good thing for my birthday. Well, I'm an adult now, so I don't want anything for my birthday. I do. I want party hats. (laughs) I want to go to I want to go to the grocery store and pick out my cake. (laughs) I want to have a tantrum when they do it wrong. No, 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 no. No, I don't care. I'm opposite. Oh, that's that's part of the dad game you were talking about, though. Yeah. You don't get to you know what? And I, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. And He was talking about, you know, being a dad and how the worst day of the year is Father's Day. Because everyone goes, what do you want to do today? What do you want? We want to do what you want. Like, listen, I spent 364 days trying not to think of all the things that I wanted to do so I wouldn't be disappointed. And now you're just bombarding me with what is it that you would like to do? Like, I don't know. I just, I want to, I want an espresso and a nap. Like, that's it. Like, just bail on me. Let me hang out for a minute. Well, I've only had two Father's Days. Oh, they get better as the kids get older. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't really think I remember. I think it's just, you're so busy with a young, a very young kid. That it just yeah. it just goes in passing. You're like, wait, what? It was just another day. But I think, yeah, you're right. Probably as she gets older. Dude, so Father's Day gifts. Best Father's Day gift ever. My first Father's Day. Yeah, my first Father's Day. I got a brown bag. And I looked in it. 
and there was a pregnancy test. What? Fresh piss on oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fresh piss. And it was a positive test. So you have what are considered, are they considered Irish no, twins? No, we're 17 months apart. How close do they have to be for Irish twins? Within the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, but we're pretty close. damn close. Yeah, it's pretty close. Shit. But uh, it was that and a pair of Sanooks. <laughs> so, well, just in case it was negative, I wanted to have a backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> you either get a child or a pair of slip-ons. Like, Dang. Or what do they call them now? Slides? No, slides are totally different. This is like the Adidas ones, right? Yeah. So here's what's weird. We were wearing them all the time for football. Like that was what we, that was footwear. That was just footwear. And you just called them what slip-on sandals, whatever. Yeah. I mean, and then the kids started wearing them now, and they're like, slides. Oh, you hear about slides? And you're like, what do you mean? Like those lazy sandals I used to wear when I was going to practice? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know about them. What about them? Like, but, you just wear them all the time now? Yeah, that's something I don't... Like, if you think about uh, the brands and stuff, like the resurgence of different brands... It's kind of cool. Yeah, I, but at the same time, like, when you were... When we were in high school, were mm-hmm. you going to wear Champion... I think so. No, you wouldn't. Well, I, I I hung out with a different probably oh high school. No, no, yeah. it was all it was all Hurley, Quicksilver. Uh, and it's not like you were a surfer. No, you know, but like champion, champion is the stuff that like your your my grandma dad got. No, yeah. my dad. But I feel like my grandma would have got me a champion. I'd have been like, oh thanks, yeah. that's going to the back of the closet. No. That was what my dad wore, was champion sweatshirts. Actually, I had a conversation with a kid the other day to explain to him that Air Force Ones. Yeah, you told me this. I think that was in the last podcast. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. I said that already. Delete. (laughs) (laughs) Very repetitive. Yeah. I don't think I I never had a pair. Oh, I did. I wore, I always wore the old school, um, the old school three-stripe Adidas Remember those? Yeah, I remember those with the with the cap toe. I always I do wore remember those. those. And, I, and my favorite, I always would buy a new pair. I would buy the Royal Blue because that was just sick. I just loved those shoes. Those were so fun. I grew and the where, where I grew up, like the baggy jeans, the big white tees, and the Adidas. Like that was the that was the that was the move. I didn't have like a um a you know a group. That I hung out with. I was just, I was out like at the outcasts. But most of my friends were Asian kids and we all wore Adidas to be honest. I, mean, I was a mixed kid too. I did Ancestry.com. All they could find was a trailer park. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Your family tree is but, nothing more than okay. a post. Yeah, but you know what that, so what that's cool about being like a mixed American is that, did you do the Ancestry like the whole tree thing or just the DNA? So I wasn't blessed with much of an attention span. Okay. So it showed me like where I came but from. But the DNA thing, even the DNA thing will show you like um, immigrant trails like and like groups that you're... Oh, no, they did. Like, they like from this part of West Virginia, this part of no, the Carolinas. There's, there's no this part, then it's multiple just, parts. It's like it's just one square mile of West Virginia. <laughs> And everyone settled in that area. Got stuck in the fucking mountains. Uh, like, there's probably one degree of genetic separation between me and the rest of that state. They just implanted a, uh, a coal, a piece of coal into a human egg. That most likely what happened. Like I was pretty And then impressed. your family line was born. 
I was looking at the map on the ancestry thing. I was like, wow, there is no You're variation like, no at all. No diversity at all. Huh. <laughs> super, super trailer park. Yeah. Mine was pretty, pretty diverse. I had a lot of like, I had some Georgia, Alabama area, North, and then the Carolinas, West Virginia was in there too. So like there were, but it all comes from like original settlers. So if like your family, if you have anybody in your family that's basically American white, American Caucasian, whatever you want to call it, is um, it's all from those original settlers. It's pretty neat. Because until you see it in your blood or you see it like laid out in front of you, you don't you don't think about that history. St- well, I mean, you do. I don't really care. Though. No, no, I don't think you should. I don't think anybody should care about like their blood or like who they came from. They should care about what they do now and how they interact with people now. But um, I think it's interesting. Like it's, it's history, you know, it's like, Oh dang, like this was happening. And these people, like I found out, I think my, my great, great, great grandfather owned like a billiard hall in like North Carolina. And then him and his brother, like they ended up leaving that area to go, to go work as like laborers on some, on some project, but they use different names, but they were able to like, I don't know. I don't know how the ancestry app does it, but it found if, out like what if these, you you find out like all this great stuff, like your family and the, all these like incredible accomplishments. You're like, God, why am I such a loser? But at I've some, done nothing. No, 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 no. I don't feel that way. You I should. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Actually, when was the last time you played a video game? It's been a little bit. I fell off because you know how I was. I, I was really into him. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Well, kids, number one is a big, you know, you can't, you just can't. Like, how are you going to play video games when you got a child to take care of? Like, there's so much more to do. I just feel like that's irresponsible. Unless you've somehow set your life up to just have that kind of free time to just spend hours playing games. I mean, I see, I hear people, I hear about people and I see about, see people, oh, you know, like I played this for this many hours. I'm like, you don't, you have children? (laughs) Yeah. They got a mom. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I just know that I, I couldn't do it. I feel guilty. Like if I sit down, if I sit down in front of a computer and log in to play some fake character, not fake, but you know, uh, an imaginary or, or a play character as an adult when like my kids like, Hey, how am I supposed to live this life? Looking at me like, Oh, I'm just supposed to pretend to be something all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, you have to get up and go do things. Like, unfortunately you do have to get up and go do things or else you're going to be pretty miserable. Oh, you, you sit there and play the game. You're like, yeah, I'm pretending to be this guy. Go pretend your dad's good. All right. <laughs> go pretend your dad knows what he's up to. <laughs> No, we were, I was talking about that the other day because I always get asked by kids at school. They're like, hey, do you play Xbox or PlayStation? I'm like, I don't I don't play anything. And then the – and so, I, you know, we go back and forth. I was like, man, the last time I probably played video games was when I was in college. Like NBA Jam or something? Oh, like oh. NCAA. Yeah, the NCAA games. Yeah. NBA Jam. I spent a lot of time on NCAA football. Yeah. I, Especially in when we were playing ball. Yeah. I played a lot when we were playing ball. It was way more. It was way more fun to play then because you could imagine that maybe you'd be one of those guys soon. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That was what. That's what I used to think. 
When and I then, used to play, I'd be like, huh, that's pot. Like, I could possibly be that guy that I'm playing right now. Yeah. Even though you know me, like, I wasn't ambitious about football at all. It was still fun to be like, oh, that I could see how this could be, like, pretty awesome. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Like, I know that I have the, I've got the games, like, the video games where I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was, like, a 51 rating or something. I'm <laughs> terrible. But uh, still, it's there. It's kind of cool. It's something cool to have. Maybe one day... I'll do something with that game other than just throw it in a drawer with a bunch of other memorabilia junk, but yeah. probably not. It'll probably just stay in the drawer forever. Yeah. I don't know if the old games hold up. Old movies don't hold up. Well, some of them do, but most of them don't. But a lot of the old video games, I don't know if they hold up. Speaking of, old, of movies, not old movies, I watched this movie last night. It was called uh, Hustler. And it's, it. it's like J-Lo's in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's about, she was the hustler. Okay. It's about these strippers in New York. I was going to say, does she take her clothes off? She does. (laughs) Oh man. But they, they, I don't don't think there's full, I don't think there's full, I don't think there's full nudity. And I think Hollywood Hollywood helped build my brain. So it knows my brain. But like these, these strippers were working in New York, living their best life, making all kinds of money. Mm -hmm. And then like the economy crashed and like all the guys coming in with all that money weren't there anymore. And so they had to devise a plan to, to go out and, and make that money to live that life. So were they prostitutes? No. Oh, okay. They are classy ladies. Oh, okay. But they did start drugging dudes and stealing money off their credit cards. <laughs> it was so cool. I was watching it. All I could think about was like, like, <clears throat> so like I've got two little girls and I just hope that one day if something happens and, and they end up living that life. That they at least have the gumption no. to go hustle the CEOs and take all of their money. They got some doctor, a cardiologist, for $135,000. Wait, it's based on a true story? Yeah. Oh, shit. This isn't a Hollywood make-believe. Wow. It was awesome. Wow. My, so my wife picked it out to watch, right? And like 80% of the movie is just like, hey, this is what life's like inside the strip club and in the back room of the strip club. It was a great movie. Yeah, but does it, it does make you upset when you think about your girls, right? Like, that's how I feel. No. No. Not at all. Really? Like, if that's if my girls end up doing that, I hope they at least hustle everybody out of their money. <sighs> I like people that have cool stuff. Yeah, that's true. I don't have a lot of cool stuff. I just have my stuff. And I like it. Yeah. I like all my stuff. Yeah. That's what... Hey, the... Uh, what was that? Are you still... I know for a while you were on that uh, minimalist... Marie Kondo kick where you threw out all your shirts. You only had like five shirts or something. Yeah, I bought a lot more shirts since then. Yeah, good man. Well, that, and I, the company I work for, we get we get a lot of, you know, sam- like samples, mm-hmm. things that, you know, are one-offs or not, you know, don't go to production. And, right. Um, so I rarely, if I buy a shirt, and I think I told you this, like I'll spend $40 on a shirt that I want because... It's like the only shirt I'll buy in the next four, four <laughs> to you, six months. How do you want a shirt, though? It's just a cool shirt. Most of them are jujitsu shirts. Something part of, you know, part of the lifestyle. Let Maybe me go ahead and, and explain that I know nothing about jujitsu <laughs> at all. I don't do it. Well, that's why Elliot... I tried it once. They showed me how easily they could choke me out. And I took my happy ass home. I was done. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. We weren't going to bash Elliot on the first episode (laughs) because he bailed. 
But now he's bailed for the second episode. And he's so that's my brother. He's supposed to be member number three. And he's he also does jujitsu. I actually trained with him this week. And um, so he would have been the guy that we bounce. I bounce stuff off of and we could have some conversation around, you know, the fun and, and just just the awesome lifestyle that's around jujitsu. But, um, you know, now it's like throwing it's it's like throwing stuff at a, you know, brick wall or something because you just don't have anything. It doesn't bounce back. <laughs> So, uh, because when it comes to jujitsu, yeah, I'm a bitch. Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with it. It's not, yeah. So yeah, there's that. But when it comes to the t-shirts, all I'm saying is like, you know, there's any lifestyle. Like if you're into some kind of sport or you're some into some kind of video game or whatever, there's there's branding and there's brands around it that you know will, they'll sell you shirts and you know they'll sell you shirts or or items that relate to that to that topic or that lifestyle. And I like the ones that I like are a little more expensive and they're fun and I like them. And I'll spend money. Like I said, I don't have to spend money on like the shirts that I usually get or the clothes that I usually get. So when it's something that I really want, I spend a little extra. I don't either. I'm like a giant child. My (laughs) wife buys clothes for me. She tells me what I'm supposed to wear. That I don't do. Oh, and my wife gets really upset. Yeah. My wife gets really upset about it. Like she really wants to dress me. She just does that. But I don't let her, and so I just get that thing where I get dressed and we're about to leave, and it's that stare, and, oh, you're, that's what you're wearing? That's what I hear. Wow. <laughs> and then I hear, and then I have to respond, uh, yeah? <laughs> and oh. then I go, um, I'm going to go change, though. <laughs> let me ask you this question. How many times when you're standing at the door waiting to leave, and she walks, walks out of that room, do you look at her and go, that's what you're wearing. Um, I don't. Oh, hold on one second. Never. If it's more than one, how never. successful has it been? No, never. I mean, maybe a long time ago, like once or twice, if it was for something like, I don't know, random. But I, I don't, I don't say it. Like I would never say it like that, because that's just rude. Because you're telling mm. someone that what they decided to present themselves as is like. What the fuck are you doing? Like, who are... Like, I don't like that. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, you don't like this? Like, I like it. I, it's me. <laughs> that's kind of funny, though. But it is funny. And that's probably the reason that a lot of guys do let their wives dress them. Because in the long run, like, who who do you care? Like, I don't... You really don't care what other people think you look like as long as you're... Like, the last thing I'm trying to do is pick up chicks. Yeah, you're and not trying to And the one I'm going home with better not hate me on the yeah, way. Yeah, when you're married, you don't care <laughs> You don't care who you're impressing other than your wife. So it is probably the right thing to do. But I think... I don't know. It's fun. It's I feel fun. like this would be a good time to hear Elliot's perspective. The single guy on I know. what to wear. He'd be like, you guys are stupid. You should just do whatever you want all the time. Like not show up to the first two episodes. <laughs> Just do whatever you want all the time. I don't do anything I don't want ever. <laughs> I actually sometimes wonder if I could live a life like that. I think, again... I just don't think I care enough about enough stuff. Well, I've had the conversation with you guys at your house. And um, I've had it with Melissa. And I've had it with other artists, too, where if, when you're creative-minded especially if you've done like physical arts, like woodworking or painting or sculpting, and you'd like to do something like that as a career, or you'd, 
you know, be interested in just making things as like what you do with your life. The instinct is just to be like, oh, I could be, I'm going to be anywhere. Like, I don't, like, I don't need to be, I can, I can be a vagrant basically. Like, cause the making things part, that's the fun part. Like you could do that anywhere. As long as you have the materials and the time and the space, you can do that anywhere. And it's like the best thing ever. It's like really, it's really the most enjoyable thing to just make shit. And then you get in a relationship and the relationships, and then you're, you're technically kind of making something with that person. And you know, we're humans. So we're, we're conditioned to be like, I need to be with something or someone. And so with like creative, when you have someone tying you down and I had this conversation with a mural artist, I was like, Hey, and it was in front of his girlfriend fiance I think and I go hey don't you feel like sometimes if you weren't with her or like you're not in a relationship you could just like be gone and like no one know where you are and he's like oh yeah absolutely he's like I don't need to be anywhere why would you ask him a loaded question (laughs) like that no but he responded truthfully yeah that's gonna go over well he's like yeah absolutely he's like I don't need to be anywhere and I was like I know I think we all feel that way and then some and then we get you know romantically involved or we we have emotions for people and we're like oh we have to be somewhere now like we have to be around that person or those people and like that trumps everything which is very uncomfortable (laughs) because it's what you it's like with my brother like i would want to just be like nah fuck it i'm doing whatever i want and i don't really care like i can just do the things that make me feel like i'm most fulfilled but then you fall in love or you have those deeper relationships and you're like that's actually what makes me feel most fulfilled now even though i want this other thing to make me more fulfilled it's like a weird dichotomy. It's like, yeah, it's kind of clashes. It's kind of cool though. Like an interesting idea. But most partners, like my wife is very supportive. Like she's just like, Hey, you know, do the thing, like whatever you need to do, do the thing. And that'll make you feel better. You know, like make whatever, sit down and podcast with your friend. Like she never gives me a hard time about any of that kind of stuff. If anything, she's the one who's telling me, cause there's a, um, a book. I actually, mentioned it last time the war of art by Stephen Pressfield and there's a concept in there called he just calls it resistance and it comes up whenever you're trying to learn something new lose weight get in shape uh, create something write a book make some form of art and he just talks about how like you, you just it's very hard like there's like some weird internal resistance you know like when you're starting a new diet or like you're starting a new workout program before you start it, there's that weird, like, don't, just don't do it. Like that feeling of like, no, 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 no don't start. Cause then you have to do it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know a lot of people feel that way. You never feel that? I am kind of blessed with this stupid <laughs> mind where I'm like, all I have to do is say, yeah. Okay. And as soon as the yeah comes out, I'm in. Yeah. Well, I know I've had that conversation with you before where you're like, no challenge, like challenge. That's so yeah. fun. See, where I'm like, ah, challenges, ugh, like, that's tough. It's not, it's not scary or, like, nerving. Like, I don't get nervous about it, but you're like, uh, like, I don't really want to have to try hard, because I know if I do something, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna try hard. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like you're afraid of your own try hard. Like, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Once I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to have to dig into your try hard. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Like, I'd rather just be lazy me. It's weird. See, and I love the try hard. <laughs> yeah. It depends on what it is. Anything. Just yeah. I just need something 
like, and that's one of my big things. And I, I have a lot of talks, you know, about that and a lot of discussions about it is that I need to be challenged. Like I need something to work hard at. Yeah. And if I don't have something to work hard at, I just get bored. Yeah. Just at everything. Everything's boring. If yeah. it's not something that I have to like really grind and like persevere through, I'm like, yeah. eh, I'm not in. Yeah. And I so I started running again. Yeah. I think people, I think everybody's like that a little bit. Just me, some people more so. Like the career thing. Like I'm not going to, it's so hard to try hard at like career. I, I mean, that is just. Cause it's like the the biscuits, <laughs> like the gold stars mm-hmm. that you get for the career thing. I just I have the hardest time finding why that makes me more valuable. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I tell kids all the time. I go, yeah. I go, you guys are gonna have to find jobs one day. They go, one day we'll all find out what we want to do. They're like, well, you're a teacher. I was like, yeah. Someday I'm. One day I might get tired of this and come do something else. Like I'm just kind of yeah. waiting to see you. That's what I'm talking you about. Know, if I most, get tired and do something else. That's the way I feel too. But most people don't do that. Most people are like, I'm going to succeed at this career. Yeah. And I'm going to put, you see, that's how I feel. I'm going to push forward and I'm going to get, and then that promotion's coming. And then this and that. And then I got like, you talk to a lot of people and they're very emotionally invested in that kind of shit. And they like those rewards where I'm like, I don't, I just don't have the connection. It's odd. You know what I, I used to do a lot of was, uh, like now mindfulness is like a big thing, like, yeah, yeah. you know, all over. It's all about yeah. mindfulness. Yeah. I meditated and, consistently for a long while. Yeah. So I, I don't, because when I think about meditation, I think about like some little yogi with no. long, with dreadlocks sitting there in a pair of Birkenstocks on the beach. Right. Yeah. That's the stigma. But like you run, you said you run a lot and like you work out a lot. Like those are, those are meditative states also. Yeah. But anyway, so when I was in like, uh, when I was in eighth grade going into ninth grade, I was at the fair and I got a hypnotist tape. Oh yeah, you told me about this. And I listened to that <laughs> hypnotist tape forever. Yeah. You know, and so all the way through college, I listened to the hypnotist tape. You know, so that was like and what did it visualization? Say, like said, like I, I don't even remember. Like you can it's succeed. Like, no, it's like imagine yourself sinking the winning putt or making the winning basket, and then okay. it's like. Close your eyes and visualize your yeah, yeah. sport. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I would do that and I would see like the guy I was going to be going against yeah, and I yeah. would see the quarterback and I would see yeah. their colors yeah, and their yeah. numbers. And so yeah, yeah. like I had seen it a million times before I ever stepped on the field. Yeah. It's kind of cool though. No. And now like mindfulness and like all this sports meditation and stuff is like so mainstream. Mm. So yeah, I was it's doing huge. it before it was cool. Like, huh. no, I'm not saying that, but you know, it's like, it's something that I, you know, I got some buy-in. Mm-hmm. I can I can get on board with that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's important. Your mindset is extremely important. Like I'm saying, like, like think about the people who do well in like corporate careers. It's because their mindset allows them to get extreme reward from those environments. We've talked about, um, I actually talked to my coach about practicing, uh, football. And he's like, yeah, I can never do that because, like, you got some drill instructor type coach screaming at you to do this or do that. And I'm like, yeah, but but you do that and then you get to smash people on the weekends. Like, that's that's so worth it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, you just train to fight and smash people anyways. I'm like, yeah, it's different, though. <laughs> I always liked the structure 
of like the coach yelling and telling me what to do yeah. and chewing my ass out when I did it wrong. Yeah, the discipline. You know, like I always liked it. I enjoyed that. I appreciated that. Yeah. I always appreciate the lack of instant gratification in football. Uh. Especially in, you know, in the prof- in the pros that, you know, you play your your division teams twice a year so that you get to, you know, get a little vengeance, you know, if you mm-hmm. need uh, to get into the playoffs. But, like... That's mostly entertainment, though. That lower level. levels, you only get to play once. Yeah. And if you lose, they get to talk shit for a year. Yeah. And when they do, you got to just wear it because you lost. Well, and plus, then, like, the training, you, you play 10 games a year uh, in high school and... You lift weights for 10 months to get ready for those 10 games. Yeah. Like the, there's no instant gratification. You can't go in and work out hard on Tuesday and all of a sudden expect to be an all league kind of guy. Like you got to grind it out every day. Yeah. You got to, it's going to suck. You're going to be out there in the summer while everybody else is partying at the pool or at the beach. Yeah. And you're going to be practicing, doing double days in full gear. Yeah. Throwing up in barrels out on the field. Like that's just what it was. And if you didn't love it, then you quit. It was so hard. It was awesome. It was. That's why I can't get away from I it. I just like, I mean, it was awesome, but like I've told you before, like I was such, like you played for so long and I only played barely in high school and college and like, and I had probably never worked hard like that until, until high school. And it's such an important part of. Like that, the dig down thing, when you're like, all right, just do it. Mm-hmm. Like so many people don't have that. It's like, this is going to suck. Yeah. But we're going to do it like, Here comes the suck. Here comes the suck. Like, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It's only going to suck for a little while. Then it'll be fun. Then, here's the thing. You look at like the this experiences that suck and like how miserable you were and... You know, the, the people throwing up or the cramping or the the injuries or whatever. But you sit back now and you laugh about it and you tell stories about it and you talk about it. Because yeah. if stuff doesn't suck, it doesn't make a good story. Mm-mm. Like no good stories ever came from everything was perfect. I tried moderately hard. <laughs> uh, I was extremely successful at my, um, you know, mediocrity. And now here's a great story about being average. Like no good stories ever came that way. No. Like good stories come because you just, you either grind it out and work hard and become successful at something, or you literally get the dog shit beat out of you. It's something that you're not prepared for. And that also makes a good story because at least you looked at it and you're like, yep, let's go. Yeah. Like I compete, I did my first jujitsu competition six months into training and dude, I lost so so quickly. I got beat up quick, <laughs> and it was just like I didn't have any nerves. Here's the thing: you don't have any nerves about competing because you played football. Because football's been there, you know. And so, like you, when you go from competing, did every, you not get nervous before you played football? Uh-uh. Oh, I did. Uh-uh. I was like vomiting in a trash can every game. Nervous. I know because you cared a lot. Yeah. Remember, it took I was it's been a very hard time for me to turn to try to care about things <laughs> or find any value in like why should I try hard at this? I didn't like I said, I didn't really try hard until football in high school. And it's very hard for me to it was very hard for me to find um effort rewarding 
like just the effort, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely say that competing in jujitsu now, even though it's like super low level is it's, it's not, I mean, I talk to my teammates who compete and like they get How low level is low level trying to choke somebody though. It's pretty low level, man. Like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to see if I can break your arm, but it's just low level. I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, until yeah, I was, <laughs> Dude, I'm I mean, with that. Training with my higher training partners, I I don't think you really do know what you're doing until you're like a purple belt or something, or maybe a blue. I guess I guess the 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 way my coaches explained it is a blue belt says that you know jujitsu now, like you you understand the game. You can basically like you know the basic letters of the language, and you can put some words together, and then. And then when you're a black belt, you're like, you know, you're, we call them in jujitsu, they call the instructors professors because you, you know, you know, all their PhD and whipping ass. That's right. That's right. But I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's just, I don't think there's, for some reason, there's just no nerves with that. And, and, uh, it's, it's very nervous for a lot of other people, but I get nervous for everything. I get super nervous and I got to put on this front. I got to put on my persona. You do get nervous for everything? Oh, everything. Huh. I get I get nervous. I get like social anxiety before I go places. Huh. I'll be sitting in the car thinking of a million reasons I don't want to go. I'm always like, no, you're going. Yeah. And then I get in there and it's like, all right, party time. Let's go. Oh, man. I, like put, I put my game face on when I get in. That's cool. Mine's never I don't want to go. Mine's never I'm nervous to go. Mine's I'd, uh, I'd rather be doing something else. My anxiety comes from being afraid that I'm going to be bored. But, uh... I'm afraid to be bored. Yeah. Seriously. Because then I have to think about my own thoughts. And then I'm like, oh, no. I just sit and watch people and think of funny stories. That's cool. Yeah, I've gotten into that lately. People watching. It's good at Disneyland. Oh, my goodness. It's so fun. Sometimes I feel bad at Disneyland. (laughs) I get a little bit judgy. Be like a little kid. They're like nine years old in a stroller with an iPhone and a giant coat. What's with the people with the old kids in strollers? Hey. I don't understand it. I'm tired of listening to those kids complain. Get your ass in a stroller. Give them the phone. Shut them up for a minute. I don't get that. That's when the terrorists win. They're so old. And they're That's when the terrorists win. That's all that's happened there. You're almost an adult. You're almost a grown person. No, they're not almost adults. I don't know. They're just children. You're over four foot tall. <laughs> I got two over four foot tall. They're five and seven. Oh. Like, come on. <laughs> we get on all the rides at Disneyland. Well, <laughs> that's from generations of large breeding, as you've said. Large family breeding. Yeah. But it's all that West Virginia exclusive <laughs> blood. Easy now. Wrap up. News. Let's see. Any current events? Anything going on that we should we should address? Anything pressing? Ugh, probably. There's probably so much important stuff. Now we're gonna look like dum dums because. No, hold on. I got something. Let me think here. Which channel were you watching? I, I don't watch TV. <laughs> I just I I go on the Google machine and see what the the latest news is, and um, it's usually nothing nothing good. It's always stressful. It's like watching WWE, actually. Speaking of WWE, mm-hmm. we wait, we should say we should save this for another day. What? I could talk for I could talk for five hours on WWF. 
Okay. The World Wrestling Federation. My memory's gone. I can't think of any. I can't oh, I can't, I'll bring them up. And that's shameful too, because my 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 aunt was one of the icons of wrestling in the in the eighties and nineties. Mount Mount Fiji was my aunt Emily for from Glow Wrestling. And, Glow uh, like the Netflix show. Yeah, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh, that's like a that's a real thing, huh? That was like the female counterpart of WWF back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was pretty big. Huh. I can't remember all of it because it was so long ago but I was when I was a kid. But it's pretty rad though. Yeah, my aunt used to take me to like wrestling practices and shit. It was pretty it was wild. I love wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're gonna have that's next week. Wrestling episode? Next week, wrestling. Alright, I'm gonna have to do my (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna have to do my research and make sure I'm caught up on all the all the old school stuff. I know nothing about what's going on right now. I think I feel like I want to get back into it. We went, didn't we go to one with? That was so long. Blake. That was in high school. We went with Blake in high school, right? Was yeah. It high, yeah. That was high school. It's back when Stone Cold Steve Austin was still. Remember, we got in the arena. Yeah. And it would get quiet. And I'd go, "What?" And the whole arena would start yelling, "What? What?" Like a bunch of parrots. Oh, it was awesome. Dude, I can't remember. It's so long ago. Major you're point of carry, discussion. You're gonna have to carry the WWF because okay. I don't remember. I mean, I remember some of the. I remember some of the Rock and Rikishi stuff. But it's man, it was just so long. That's ago. okay. We got we have plenty to talk about then. What's wild is that the Rock is who he is now from wherever he was. <laughs> he's just one of the biggest global icons in the world, and he started on wrestling. It's so wild. We actually had the same defensive line coach. At you did at Kentucky. My coach at Kentucky was his at Miami. At you, at the U, correct? That's it. Is that what they call it? That's it. The U. Oh, he was there when it was when it was the U, right? Like yes, that, he was. that 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 uh, group of guys. I believe so. Dang. He was there with Warren Sapp. Him and Warren Sapp were. Uh, I'm the gonna same have to watch the thirty. On th- what's it? Thirty and thirty. Thirty for thirty. The yeah. U. Yeah. I gotta watch that again. All right, man. Well, that's a good week. Um, Closing comments. I don't really have anything to wrap up. I think it was more just rambling. I think if we have a, we got a good focus next week on WWF. Yeah. WWE. Okay. So yeah. And uh, hey, you know what? If anybody listens to this and you got any suggestions or recommendations, yeah, yeah, please let us know. Yeah. You know we. uh, So the link, the link for. to leave voicemails for the podcasts are uh, are on our Instagram. So this is David Dole and BJ. And we'll see you next time. Take care.